it is pkn episode 149 all right so we got a couple topics lined up um do you want to start with the ufc thing yeah yeah so jermaine durandamy is the 145 pound women's champion uh they, they that's a new weight division and uh to initiate to set it off they had her fight holly Holm for the for the belt and that was the fight where there were a oh, lot of I hits after gift. the belt i can participate after the belt yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Durandamy hit her multiple times after the bell, and it wasn't just so. It wasn't just that she hit her after the bell. It was how she reacted to it. To me, that has me so soured against her. She, it was, it was really kind of a laughing it off. Whoops, aren't I so silly? Kind of thing. Like, whoops, did I hit her after the bell? Like, she's like sticking her tongue and, out, and it's a big oh, deal. I didn't see that. I want to yeah, mention one, one of the hits was really good. Like, she hit her twice really the bell, hard, and they were both yeah good. in the second. I think. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I couldn't tell you if it was the first or second, but one of them really kind of wobbled Holly home. It was know? the hardest hit Holly took the whole fight was, was that one. It, it, it was one of those, it, it hit her. It's, it's been like a year now, but I remember her like kind of getting caught like this. And it was one of those things where her whole head moves away from her body and she staggered mm -hmm. and like, and that's the, and the bell has already rung. It's not at the bell. It's well after the bell. It was like a, there was a combination, but this was like the third yeah. strike in the is, combo. Is this not the recent fight where no. Holly Holm kicked that lady in that? No. That's the gift fight. No, this has nothing to do okay. with that. No. Okay, yeah. never mind. It, um, and, and so, Kyle's right. I'm sorry. I, you, you finish your story. So, uh, so really don't care for Durant. I mean, she got the win in that fight, but it was a, it was a close decision the way I re recall. But, it, but like, a, like, a, like I said, it's been a while ago. So hate her. And I was looking forward to the point where they unleash Chris Cyborg onto her. She's the well-known female cheater who is gonna it, it would it's gonna be a struggle for her to, to get down to 145 pounds she used to fight at 135 but i don't think she can get there anymore without whatever cocktail she was on she's presumably on still on something but but probably not the full mixture that she was on before. i don't know that she ever fought at 135 i could be wrong but i don't think that that's the case i i'll check i i don't know i watched a bunch of her like I don't know if it was Invicta or Pride or something, some mm -hmm. some bullshit. It, I, I remember there was like fake fog and like and like strobe lights, and I remember thinking like, "Oh, this looks cheap." But I guess <laughs> I, I she was fighting. Um, ah, nah, it doesn't matter. But yeah. anyway, uh, this Durandamy chick clearly terrified of Cyborg for obvious reasons, and she's been refusing to fight her for like the last six months or something like that. So the UFC slash Dana White, however that actually works in real life, says. Ah, well, you're not the champion of 145 anymore. Uh, we'll just have these other two chicks fight for it, and whoever wins that, they'll have that belt. So you can't just... be a champion and a cum dodger. Unless you're Conor McGregor. Or Michael Bisping, kind of. Well, he's very good on the microphone. <laughs> you, think, you think most of those women in the UFC are cum dodgers? Hmm. You think, or you think uh, most no, of them no. are? You, you don't think those girls dodge? I, I bet they take so much more force to the face from real punches, real kicks... They don't mind a bit. They, I know, think a so lot what of you're saying is, as professionals, they're designed to take shots to the face. I'm saying, yeah, as a professional, a, shot. a shot of ejaculate to their lady face is much less offensive than like, <laughs> oh, you know, you know, my job is getting punched, correct? Well, <laughs> oh no, I don't mind one bit. You I don't know, swallow. Women, I'm just thankful I can. Yeah. I don't think that women dislike the ejaculate because of the force exerted as much no, as perhaps the humiliation uh, entailed. Um, but anyway, they yank this chick's be, belt yeah. away, and they're experience. gonna have uh, they're gonna have two other chicks fight for it. One of whom is Chris Cyborg. The other is I think her name's Megan something or another who they just signed, and I, I think that that was all contrived. They were like, yeah, as soon as we get someone who will f and can 
fight Chris Cyborg for this belt, like, Durandamy's fucking gone because, A, she's from one of those bullshit countries that don't even count. One of those countries that, like, mm. if their neighbors, had, like, were, were like, yeah. if mm-hmm. their neighbors were, like, Middle Eastern, then they'd have already lost their country. It wouldn't be theirs anymore. <laughs> like, where's she from? She this Dutch. They, she speaks Dutch or something. Like, like she's from one of the silly know. countries. <laughs> one of the silly countries. Yeah. Let's, he's let's from see. the same one as Bas Rutten. Uh, Bas Rutten, wherever he's Is from. He? Uh, he's from yeah, Holland, yeah, yeah. right? Holland, then. I, I, I always get, I, I never recall where, right, exactly where he's from. But, he's from but, the, yeah, one the of Netherlands. Oh, he's from the same place as our good friend Quebelkamp. Ah, okay. Isn't he? Is, 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 where the fuck is Quebelkamp from the Netherlands? <laughs> I'm pretty I sure he is. I think he lives there, but you know. Oh, he, it's a seasonal thing for Quebelkamp. He's got so many places all around. So, her name? Oh, never mind. So, I uh, we had her name wrong. You know, I, I was. You're making me think about these UFC fighter ladies. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously taking it in the in the mouth, in the face, mm-hmm. and. I bet it's like the inverse of that thing. You know how you always hear like, oh, yeah, th- this super high level executive banker or this NFL team owner or something. They Their sexual thing is they like to get like whipped and berated because they're always in charge all the time making every decision. And everyone's always looking at them going, what do we do? What do we do? You're the last guy in this, you know, pass of the buck. And so when they get in the sexual world, they're like, I don't want any responsibility. I just want to be here and do whatever. Now, these women, I bet it might even be the opposite, where they're doing such a traditionally masculine thing all day, beating the shit out of each other, that when they get in the bedroom, they just want to be treated like dirty, dirty, feminine, hyper-feminine whores. I bet it runs the gambit. I, I bet it runs the gambit. Here's no, one thing I'll say for white. sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's uh, all exactly the, the, the same. The 135 pound champ, the one, uh, the the girl who like destroyed Ronda Rousey last year, this oh, Amanda oh. Nunez chick is uh, is gay, oh, oh. and uh, and, and it, it's clear that she is the uh, the more butch character in that relationship because her girlfriend kind of comes in the ring and like celebrates with her and everything. And uh, so, so there's definitely that side of the female UFC fighters. But and yeah, I'm sure there, there's the side of the, the ones that would want to be dominated since they're clearly so physically imposing. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, there's got to be the, the opposite of that as well. But the problem would be like, how intimidating would that be? Like you would have to be yourself like a if you're going to date this chick, you're like, you'd have to go get your blue belt or something, right? Yeah, if like, she like, likes being oh, dominated, be you better not be screech. She right? starts she <laughs> from throws you a fucking belt. arm bar all of a sudden. Like, 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 like God, I thought you were going to get on top. I didn't know you were going to fucking lock me up. Stop <laughs> sweeping me into mount. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it would I, be like if you're like a small girl and Brock Lesnar hires you. You know, a small woman, obviously, not a, you know, some creepy shit. But he's like, yeah, I need you to smack me around a little bit. You know, make me feel small. Just be like, well, uh, I, I'm not totally comfortable with this, frankly. You know, like, I don't, I don't, you know, please, please don't make me hit you. Hit me like I'm a bitch. You know, like, whatever the fuck he's You gotta have to hit him with a tire wrench yeah. or something. <laughs> Harder. Brandon Schwab <laughs> talked about what it's really like. I mean, like, dying to say this. He, yeah. So Brandon Schwab is a, if people don't know, he was a UFC heavyweight fighter. Uh, at one point, he might have been top five. I don't know. There's not that many heavyweights. But he dated Ronda Rousey and a couple other UFC women. And he said that he's like, dude, he's like, it's not good. They're like dudes. And he went and expanded like what dating a, is like a dude is. And he said like they're, they're kind of like guys. They're, they're not supportive. They're, that nurturing side isn't there. This is across his UFC girlfriends. That you know, this notion that they sort of like prop you up and that is like, no, they're just like guy friends. They cut up and they, they do their thing, but they don't have that like feminine sort of 
assistant role that that sounds great. I don't need that shit. I, I heard that and I was oh, like, you oh, want that shit. I I yeah. kind of like that about Jackie. You know, the supportive yeah. side of her. Ah, nobody's gonna fuck with me now. <laughs> like, like to me, that situation, like it's what? always the opposite. Like you've got some mouthy girl like starting a fight with a guy, <laughs> and she's like, ah, hey, hey. Deal with this guy now. <laughs> it's, it's the complete opposite. I'd just be fucking stepping on sneakers and cutting in line. It's just like bumping into people and spilling drinks on them. Just like they said shit. It's like, honey, honey, come over here. Come here. This, this man's got a problem with us. <laughs> this, this, this gentleman has an issue. <laughs> like, 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 because like. 87% of men just won't hit a woman back, right? Like I would say at this point in time, especially in the I South. I am the 13%. I am the 13 <laughs> Look, I've been tested on but, this. <laughs> but, oh, like, yeah, like, Woody actually has. I, I can't lately, call myself though. a member of the 13% yet. Not <laughs> lately, though. And I, and I really think that, like, like I was watching, uh, I can't remember which UFC fighter, but she was in, uh, in Afghanistan or Iraq or something with troops, like, leg kicking them and the Marines. And, like, so, they're Marines. So they're like, yeah, give me two or three. But you could tell they hurt. And when they, like, she punched one in the chest, and you could tell, like, wow, she hit him really fucking hard. It's still a girl and everything. Like, this Marine would just beat her to death. But uh, Yeah, imagine, like, how, how oh, like, oh, that must be a little sure? bit not fun as the female. Like, 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 this guy's 6'4". He's, oh. she, his, his chest is so big, like, when she hits it, he's just like, yeah, you hit pretty hard. But, like, if I grabbed you, like, I'd just squeeze until the air wouldn't go in anymore. In, in the same way that Lozon <laughs> says he would lose to Shaq, I, I believe yeah. you, if this guy's 6'4". But a lot of Marines are, like, 160 pounds and really Oh, fit, yeah, yeah. You know? And they're just regular guys, you yeah. know, like, it, you know, I, I'm not. These look like some. These guys could. The my, guy that I'm. The guy that is really big. My friend in the army doesn't like big. He's like, if you're getting that jacked and you're swole and you're a soldier, he's like, you've gone beyond any utility. Now you're just a pain in the ass for anyone that has to carry you. That like that's his mindset on it. No, it, sounds like a guy that, who hasn't had to carry a ton of shit before mm, out in the the field. You know, like he I didn't realize I have he friends, was a mule. Yeah, I have <laughs> friends who are in the Marines uh -huh. and they all put a lot of effort in even after like the guy in the Marines, like staying in very good, good shape. And to the, what Kyle was saying about what was his name? Holly home or whoever punching that, that big guy in the, the, the chest, like that's got to be a little discouraging as a professional female fighter to, for someone to be like, yeah, like I know you're tough and everything, but just give me a couple good wallops just so I can get a feel for it. It's like, Oh, I'm nobody's afraid of me at all here. What? Have like, you, not even a little... Do you have any small female Marines I could see, perhaps? You know? I don't know. It was Kat Zingano. You wouldn't want to be used as a, as a prop, of, uh, really. One of Ronda Rousey's former uh, targets. I've got a video okay. that, that speaks the, exactly to what Taylor was talking about. It's so awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm loading. It's only 47 seconds long. Uh, this is the video. Don't try this at home. Ah. Oh, it's a good friend, Joe. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm all ready. All right, uh, ready, set, play. All right, so this is Lorenzo. He trains at my gym. And Lorenzo's we're talking fine. about how he's got a little bit of body armor here. <laughs> so I'm going to try to blast through it with a hook. I, don't, I, I, I probably can't, but we'll see. Hey. Wow. You get lower and more. It's hitting so you get fucking hard. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just too much mass. It, it, is he okay? Is he gonna be okay after this? Is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I pat him on the head. 
I cannot imagine that. <laughs> Somebody else is like, let me try. Dude, that guy is a monster. Right? Now, it, it, there is a thing. At the time, it, I would have never said it if this video was more recent, but his right wrist hurt a little, so those were all lefts. But, yeah, still, even with his lefts, I couldn't take all that. And, and yeah. also, he could have hit him in the liver. People, I think someone even shouted, like, hit him in the liver. I think that's my Boston accent. <laughs> <laughs> but he was too kind to do that. But still, he, he was rocking that guy. And Man, like, how do you even, what, did, what was that guy doing? Just, like, tensing up know. his entire barrel think... of a body? Like, I always assumed if you had that much fat on you, that, like, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, because cause my grandpa's got that kind of, like, fat farmer body, you know, mm -hmm. where, like, it's not jiggly at all. It's just solid. Is that what corn-fed means? That's what I picture with corn. I don't know what corn-fed really means. <laughs> uh, it's fat people from the Midwest is what it means who work hard. Yeah, corn-fed means like, is it like big is Jeremy corn Midwestern. Fed? Like a strong no. kind of could lose some body fat, but strong. I, yeah, I that's what corn-fed means. It means you're strong and that you're also fat. And, and that you're eating too much, uh, probably too much corn. <laughs> and there's a lot of strong fatties around here. Not like, uh, I don't like the, the delusion that people have of like, I'm really, really fat, so I'm really, really strong. And Sometimes it's like, that's yeah, true. that's not true. <laughs> You're really, really fat, and you sit in front of a computer nine hours a day. That guy's really, really fat, and he throws bales of hay all day. Do you know how much he is eating? Not only to fuel what's happening with the hay bale, but to maintain the fat on top of it. Like, my grandma made my grandpa a 6,000-calorie breakfast this morning to get this going. You know, start that engine up, which is just ridiculous. But yeah, I, It's a lot of funny. biscuits and gravy to make this whole operation it's work. Like one of those it's so, it's so much. engine to start it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need like a whole day's worth of calories just to get it churning. But uh, yeah, that's always funny to me. Though. Oh, I'm I'm really fat, and so like it's the same vein of like I, I get really mad, and so I'm oh, like I, I'm really mad, and I'm really fat, and so I'm strong and tactical. I you know, <laughs> like, I, video games. I haven't seen it in a while, but like in my younger days, there'd be guys who wore these like ridiculous weightlifting pants. You oh know, and they were—they yeah. like, looked yeah. like pajama bottoms, really. And they usually yeah. had a, a stupid pattern, like pink camouflage or something like that. And they would fancy themselves as like gym goers, you know. But they're fat, and they're totally unimpressive to look at. But you know, they go to the gym at least sometimes because they're wearing the outfit to like parties and dinners and things like that. And and that used to front. It's like, no, dude, they're. You seem to think you have an impressive body, and you don't. You don't at all. That is a yeah. you lack discipline. I don't care what you're doing in the gym, but you're not doing it right in the. Kitchen. Just like wearing like a YMCA hat around, like you, you're not tricking me to think that you're going. Like you're not doing any swimming. It's like I, I don't know. It's the same mentality you see. Like have you ever seen two nine-year-olds or when you were nine talking to your buddy, and you're like, you know, if we got in a fight right now, I would go. Uh, and I get you right under the jaw, and he go, oh not really. God. I would I go, get... I would go, oh. And then I, go, <laughs> I have the perfect. And then, and then they go, well, if you tried that, I would counteract, and I'd go push to the side, and then kick to the we, shit. Uh, or like, it's like, no, you wouldn't. You're nine. You start slapping each other, and you'd fall over. Like, <laughs> I, I know a guy who's. They were doing that exact same thing, except they were like sixteen or seventeen at the time. <laughs> and uh, and the situation was the. It was the time when like the guy wanted to fight me and Scott. Um, for completely different reasons, uh, we had, me and Scott each had completely separate beefs with this guy, and he decided he wanted both beefs settled simultaneously and told me so at lunch. Mm. And I was like, are you sure? 
And he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell him. And I'm like, I- I'm going to call him like now. He's like, do it. And I'm like, all right. So like he had been messing with Scott's girlfriend at her place of work. And, uh, and I had had some other thing that was probably on me, let's be honest. But regardless, is uh, we Scott both, a large guy? I don't remember. Uh, he's as tall as me, but he's a lot stronger, I would say. Scott's, Scott's as tall as me, and he's, he's 200 I pounds. I don't really know what that means. Okay. <laughs> 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 Let's go for someone who has no idea what that means. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we were like, yeah. I was like, okay. And he's like, well, meet me at, like, at the grocery store he works at at 9. That's when I get off work. And, I, and so I tell Scott this, like, and, uh, and, and, and he's like, well, no, fuck that. If he's there now, let's go get him now. And I was like, yeah, that's, that makes sense. Why would we show up when he wants us to? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, let's just go fucking now. So we, so we went right then at like 4.45 in the afternoon, and he's taking some old lady's groceries out. So we wait till he's put the groceries in her car, and she's closed the trunk, and she's out of the picture. See, that part of and, the story makes you seem like the bad guy. <laughs> right? There were a couple parts of the story that alluded to that. But <laughs> he's, God, he's helping stop. out this old bitch. So you know? first I fucked with him. It was probably my fault. And then we decided to double-team him. Uh, we waited until you know, he finished his good deed. and, and uh, So we show up at the autistic center he, uh, he volunteers at, right? <laughs> we sit out in the parking lot. He's the driving force behind all of this. Uh-huh. He is the one initiating all of this. Um, we're not instigating this he he totally is this is on him and uh so so he does his job taking groceries out and uh and so so, you know we pull up next to him and start threatening him a bit as you do and uh basically finding out like do we need to fight right now or are you gonna just drop this and like you know just cower away like are you gonna cower or are you gonna fight like that was that was sort of the the situation and once he decided to cower scott spat on him Mm. so Got that done, and so we left, and, and Scott and I went our separate ways, and he went with his girlfriend somewhere, and I, I, I had a buddy, and he and I were out doing something, and then we, we both get like phone calls, like, no, 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 you're not done yet. He's decided that ugh, you showed up at the wrong time, first of all. You, met, you, you, you came way too early for your appointment. So I smell that an ambush. Count. Right? <laughs> like, like, that didn't count. Uh, he, he wants you there at 9, and so we're like, ah, oh, okay. Well, we'll be there at nine then. So dad has Scott in his truck and they're on one end of this establishment and I and my buddy are on the other end of this establishment and it's dark now and we're watching and, and we, we're there for a while. We, we've been sitting there for a while watching this shit go down and there's a crowd of them this out is there. Maniacal. This is maniacal. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, isn't like, this isn't like they want to argue. Like it's, they want combat. And mm-hmm. so, and like, you know, we can't, you can't kind of back down from that. Oh, is this, gotta, is this guy going to bring his own posse? You mean? Yes. That's, like, He's already he, described that. There's a gang of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're all going to fight. Okay. They've assembled and they're out there and we can see their silhouettes and they're doing karate moves and stuff. <laughs> like, they're like showing off their kicks and their punches and stuff and like really figuring out how this is going to go down. And so we pull up into the parking lot and really before anybody can do anything, um, dad says, um, something to the nature of, we're here for that one. Um, <laughs> the rest of you need to just get the fuck out of here unless you want to deal with me. But, uh, these boys are, 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 are here to fight. Uh, and, and so everybody just kind of said, well, all right then. And they just put their hands <laughs> in the pockets. And then there was, because they're 17, you know, mm-hmm. it's the, and, and, and so there is left this gentleman who, who is like initiated all this and he, 
immediately it's like that scene from snatch where he's like and you start shrieking like like a little cock or whatever he is and his two little mitzy faggot bulls he's he's immediately terrified and scott starts running at him like right away and the rest of us are just kind of in awe at this like like it's on like there's no talking or pushing or shoving like like that's not what we're here for it, and it's clear to everybody except for the guy who thought he wanted to fight and so he starts running and scott is chasing him around and around the parking lot, around an assembled 25 people who are there in, like, cars and trying <laughs> to watch the fucking show or compete in it. After about the third lap, the other guy is just tuckered. He is fucking worn out. And Scott is, too, to be fair. Scott wasn't in running condition, but mm -hmm. the other guy definitely wasn't. And so they're... <sighs> and, of course, every time Scott would get close enough, he'd punch this guy in the back of the head. Like, it was just glancing blows, just... just kicking him in the ass as you chase him and the guy finally stops and he's just like like, like jesus i'm sorry okay can we i'm sorry and and, and dad's like no that ain't good enough <laughs> get out here in front of your little friends and apologize and long story short he made him get out there in front of all of his friends and get on his knees and and, and apologize for all of this um and it, and it was a jesus. it was a yeah, yeah, it was a it was a real interesting night. But he got out um, okay if all he took was a few ass kicks and like a glancing couple of blows in uh, the back of the head. worse though, because really, it's to me, it's about the trauma that you live with as to who you really are at the end of these things. You know, which outcome would he rerun in his head again and again? Where he like sort of bravely stood up, got his shots in, but faced a superior opponent, or where he ran around and then begged to get out of that's a very that's a very true point. Probably should have took that ass whooping. There's a few you should take. Um, Did I it impact you at all, Kyle? Because I like my first, one of my thoughts is like, because I know if that would have happened at my school or anything, and if anybody brought like their dad along, it would have been like, oh, fucking pussy ass bitch, Kyle can't even fight his own battle. So his dad is your dad gonna come to school on Monday? Is he gonna see, be in class with us? Like that's what I imagine. See, that was the thing though. He had assembled a squad. And they weren't all children. He had there were a couple of older gentlemen, and it, and it was there's it's me and Scott, and uh, and so there was no backup, and, and so yeah, he totally he totally went up there, and and Dad wasn't <laughs> getting involved with it. Basically, all he said was he was like, look, we're not going to have a thing where all of you jump on either of these boys. Like, if there's going to be a fight, it's going to be between this one and this one, or or, or whoever wants to fight. Uh, or because if people start deciding that others are going to fight for them, then then I'm going to start fighting. Mm -hmm. And it was it was more more one of those things. But no, it was it one was, of those things like in Always Sunny where they're like, well, who do we call in? Well, I don't know, guys. We don't have a very deep bench here. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> <laughs> he was it, well, well. Part of it, the reason he got involved or how he got involved is like like Scott were like over uh, Scott and I are over there discussing this whole thing, and Dad's like, what's going on? And they're like, tell him, and he's like, oh, you don't want to go up there. They like, don't go up there. I've seen this go down before. Like like. Mm. You get hurt up there. And like, oh, I, I don't think so. We know this guy. He's like, well, how many of them are there? I'm like, well, we don't really know. And sure enough, like, honestly, when we got there, there was there was at least seven of them out there practicing their kata and another 15 more who who you never know could have Could have run in like the Kill Bill movies where you think that you're done and then 17 more totally <laughs> inept idiots run over. Yakuza! <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the 88 the 88 yeah. dude i love those fucking movies i know I, I don't think woody likes the kill bill movies the but but those are some of my favorite uh favorite ones i love the soundtrack to that 
uh, it's so badass when Lucy Liu and her whole posse are like walking into the uh, the the club or whatever, and and, and the music's playing. Dun 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 dun. It's great. I fucking love that shit. That's like one of the only movies where, because I also like the Kill Bill series uh maybe not as much as you but like when there's so when the 88 thing is happening and there's like rivers of blood just everywhere like it's one of those scenes where even i in the middle of it i'm like all right well maybe like let's tamp it down a bit like (laughs) there's no way that these 88 japanese gentlemen have the amount of blood that you're spraying about like i like no build but i like it on the level of like iron man 3 like did i did did i enjoy my time yes is it something that I think about again for decades and you know, like, oh, what an experience that was? Not for me. I haven't it's seen just, Iron Man 3. I've, I, it's Iron Man not, at least I saw Iron Man 1 and it was pretty good. I didn't like uh, Iron Man 1 when he made the first iron suit out of like an old uh, Chevy Cavalier in like a cave in, in I Afghanistan. I think that's the um, lore. I, that, that's what it's called, right? The lore? Like, I think that's... I, I don't yeah. know. Uh, I, I never read any Iron Man comics, and I never watched the cartoons for that either, like the Genesis part. Um, Iron Man 3 was garbage. But I do like Iron Man. Iron Man, Iron Man 1 and 2 are, are pretty good movies, uh, especially 1, because you've got... It's the beginning of the whole Marvel Universe. But Iron Man 3, where you've got the, uh, the fake Mandarin, first of all, that whole misdirect. Then you've got Tony Stark, the, one of the richest men on the planet, is resorting to go into like a, a hardware store and making his own like taser to take down a bunch of like special op guys. Like, like, wouldn't it be easier to call the police or the or the federal government or like it, hire your own team of assassins or like special ops it's like guys? Order like, a taser off Amazon. Or order a taser off Amazon, like like, and he had, they had that little kid involved. It seems like he, and he has same day delivery. Kid. He's in LA. He's got PTSD, which is He's annoying. Absolutely got and then at the end, he blows. <laughs> it's got a uh, fucking Pepper Potts. All of a sudden, she's got uh, superpowers, and and they left that thread dangling so much that they they can't even have her back in the movies now. Um, then he blows up all of his suits at the end. But then the next Avengers movie, of course, he's got new suits. It, it, that was. Fucking garbage. Kill Bill, on the other hand, is a fucking masterpiece. David Carradine's greatest film, one of Uma Thurman's greatest. Got Vivica A. Fox, like everybody involved with just yeah. the, the 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 special for- effects uh, coordination. All of the the they all got in like peak physical condition. I love to listen to Vivica A. Fox talk about like um like like making her ass look a certain way for that movie because there's this knife fight she has in the kitchen and she's wearing these tight ass pants and her ass is just incredible, incredible. And she's like, yeah. That's like eight months of working out. Mm-hmm. And the idea is you hit a peak right when you need to film. She's like, my ass only looked like that for two, maybe three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got it on film and then right back downhill. <laughs> I forget who it, There was someone in a really recent like, film. Yeah. And uh, she's a blonde girl. She's really cute. The sort of one everyone wants to marry. Do, do you know what her name is? She just what had a movie? baby. Uh, she played, I think, she was in a maybe a lifeguard in it. Uh, she might have also been in Frozen and played the the second best singer. Uh, I can't remember her name. I haven't seen Frozen. Uh, but Frozen's it looks like animated, uh, but, uh, Kristen Bell is in it. I think it's her. I think it's Kristen Bell. And she was talking about the big sacrifice. She was talking about, she compared herself jokingly to Christian Bale's transformation in The Machinist. And uh, basically she had just had a baby, got back into rocking shape, and then, like, didn't pump or breastfeed for two days, so she was all engorged. And uh, she's like, those giant knockers. Like, that was my Christian Bale moment <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I made that sacrifice. He's like, they were tender. So it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I, um, I really definitely like the Kill Bill movies a lot, with or especially Uma Thurman. She, Uma I don't, Thurman she's not in a ton movie. of stuff, but I've I really, really like. I watched. I'm really attracted movie, to Uma Thurman interview. He seemed flat out in love with Uma Thurman. He is. Oh right. yeah, he he's obsessed with Uma Thurman. She's like his muse. Uh, he's been um, he's been like putting her in in all of his movies forever. He has a huge foot fetish, and I don't know if you paid attention like in in Kill Bill, but like Uma Thurman has some big old stompers. <laughs> some, Does she really? Now, now, yeah, real big. Like 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 I don't know, like a men's size nine or something like that. And they're not unattractive. They're not like like real weird snaggle toes like I've got mm-hmm. going on. Like like they're they're pretty women's feet and like. That doesn't do it for me. Like, like, like I, I don't remember what comedian was talking about liking to get jerked off with feet. Uh, maybe Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, Dave Ch- yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. And, I was going to bring and, him up. Sorry to interrupt your flow. I couldn't tell if that was true or not. I, I really want to know. Like, so basically a friend came out, I think, and said that he was gay. And he's like, oh, yeah. You know, like, everybody's into their own thing. I like feet. And they're like, what? He's like, yeah. You put your feet together, that little hole in the middle. I like to fuck right there. And the way he said it, I'm like... I think he's telling ah, but, the truth, but this yeah, is a routine. He does know. a whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, but yeah, that, that, that's not my thing at all. Yeah. Um, I, I, okay. I don't, I'm not into that, but, but he clearly is not only from like Tarantino, sort of, back sort of, yeah, Tarantino. They're not only because like it's kind of a known thing, but also like just watch his movies. There's mm-hmm. a lot. Go back to Pulp Fiction, the when Travolta's picking Uma Thurman up for their date. Um, and, uh, and like as soon as she's ready, she like does this thing where she like, T- curls her toes under with this red to- toenail polish and she's like ah ready and it's just like, like she's constantly got these close-ups of feet and and like mm. sort of sensual positions and stuff so yeah but if i watch definitely... it again i would notice that more i want like, to I, I, really I notice feet. I women's know feet the same way i notice women's hands as in like unless there's something like wrong like missing toes or missing <laughs> fingers or they're just like teeny tiny or gigantic like one i don't really know one trump you know hand. Like, as long as it's a normal looking, like, just somewhere in the mean of hands and feet for women, I don't, I don't know, I've, I've never noticed that shit on women. I'm never like, oh, those are some nice ass feet. Like, it's just always, yeah, it's like, so I've dated I chicks who were like really tiny, um, a girl that was like 5'1 or something like that, and she had really tiny hands. It's like, Jesus, my cock looks enormous when you hold it. So, so like that, that's a benefit. I've known other chicks who had like big old hands. I'm like, ah, God, I just, <laughs> could you turn it beside or something? That's a but bad angle. But even then, you don't really care or you or notice uh, like a girl's hands. <laughs> yeah, size. you do. The cameraman's right there. Everybody's <laughs> looking. <laughs> Got to get that wide angle lens so that everything ah. in the foreground is huge. Not that I'd know anything. <laughs> <Wide angle. laughs> Uh, oh, I, w- I was thinking about a fitness update. We should do it as a lightning round. I feel like sometimes it goes 20 minutes. Uh, here, I'll, I'll go first. I've lost one pound so far this week. It'll probably just be one. Uh, so I'm at 205 now. Notable. I'm down 15 pounds total. And uh, I don't know. starting to feel good about myself. We were even like hating on fat people earlier in the show. And I'm like, yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Th- those guys. <laughs> How me. did they do yeah. that? <laughs> but yeah, down I 15. Uh, I never missed a workout so far. That's awesome. Nice. I haven't been. I haven't weighed myself in like a week or so, uh, but I feel good. I've you been running. You finished your experiment, though, right? Is that where you? No, were? no, no. I, I, uh, I, I'm definitely still working out. Uh, probably three, four times a week, something like that. Uh, use my kettlebells and uh, a lot of cardio. Yep, I've been sticking to the workout. Been doing real good. Haven't missed one yet. Um, diet, I'm doing all right. I'm getting better with that again because I kind of like had been letting myself cheat too much on the weekends, and so you I'm stopped telling everyone back into your weight. It. 
was like, no, oh, I'm, at, I'm at two oh. Uh, I'm at two oh five now. Okay. So I've lost like I've really in the last like month like slowed down a lot. But it's weird because in the last month I've also noticed the biggest bulk of change in like definition and like musculature. Mm. And so I don't I don't know. I I know I'm trending on the right path as far as looking better and being bigger and uh, in the right areas and getting smaller in the the belly and and uh, love handle area, which the love yeah, handle is pretty much gone at this point. Like I can yeah. wear all my shirts. I don't have to worry about that anymore. It's just I still hate. I just hate my fucking belly. And I got I got thigh fat that I want to get taken care of. I'm wearing my my skinnier jeans though. Like I'm into those comfortably. Yeah. And so it's like it's hard for me. Like I keep thinking like no oh underwear. man like I'm not getting any progress on my thighs. And then like I switch into my my skinny like like my skinny jeans like 32 32 is what I wear like 32 waist. And they're fitting me right now. I'm wearing them. They fit great. Nice. Um, but over, I almost, I had a, uh, if it wasn't for accountability with people, I may have dropped off and had a failure yesterday because I, I got home from work and I was just exhausted. And I was like, I had my two options for drinks. I had <laughs> my shaker bottle with uh, my pre-workout and uh, in there that I drink like half an hour before. And I also had a beer <laughs> and I was like, if I drink this beer, I'm going to have it with dinner. I'm going to go, ah, miss one, no biggie, whatever. You know, I'll just sit back and relax and do nothing. I'll grab another beer. In you know, have a drink. For a pound. Yeah, drink another <laughs> sandwich. In for a penny, in for a literal pound. And like right in the middle of it, like, because I sat there and I, and I knew because I'd already like opened the beer as well. And I just had like this thing sitting in the, in the fridge. I was like, ah, well, it's going to get warm and nasty if I don't drink it. And then I thought in my head, I'm like, that's a fat person excuse. And so I, uh, I grabbed it, dumped it out, grabbed this, guzzled it down, and worked out. And nice. afterward, I felt so much better. Because I knew all it takes is like one beer or two beers or a handful of Cheez-Its for me to totally go with the in for a penny, in for a pound thing. It's and be like, I'm just, just going to eat. I'm just going to, I have burgers in my fridge that I could have made. And I, and I guarantee I would have like later that night been like uh, Angus burgers i guess like, like frozen patties or yeah you, frozen patties they're like really like, like high bubba burgers thick frozen patties i don't know what a bubba burger is well then you, you uh, well you don't have the good ones then i i've got i i ordered some of the <laughs> the bubba burgers are the best <laughs> the bubba burgers are the best uh but i've got the ones uh, i ordered some frozen ones uh, uh online what's the uh the place that sells like meats they're like the most famous um like online oh, meat. Said? nah eh, fuck it uh but i ordered a bunch of frozen ones recently mm. Uh, I've done that with uh, Bubba's great though. With tenderloin too, like beef tenderloin, where you just order an enormous box and you get like six pounds in there, and they come in like four ounce containers. Then you just cut them open, Taylor, throw them in the pan. Do you have a pan. six pack now? No. Okay. Oh you just feel no, like... no. My my uh, I'm still carrying too much weight for a six pack. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I I'd need to lose like probably forty more pounds. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, that, thin for a yeah, that, that that that's pretty extreme to get get to a six pack. Like, like I'm at 170 low pounds. Like, like probably at 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 over six feet. I'm not getting close to that. Like, if I if I really lean back and flex, I'm like, oh yeah, well there they are. But but like mm-hmm. like having one, like you got to have low percentage of body fat, and you know you've actually got to have like muscles there. Those things got to yeah. be defined. That's right. And then and then your skin's got to be taut as well. It was more like a four pack, but. But yeah, in oh, my thirties, I had yeah. a distinct like any. It, it, it was undeniable, right? It was like, oh, there's there's Woody's abs. Um, I, I had that. If I like, can get that far, maybe seven years ago, with like the four pack of like good like V shape, 
you know, body uh, with the you know, yeah and all that. Fine. I don't know if but I had the. I really like that line, like the V that like sticks out from your underwear. I don't know if I had that, but I was in pretty good shape. I'm not sure how, how mm-hmm. like if I just keep doing what I'm doing, how far does that get me? I'm not even sure. I'm making progress every week still. I, oh, here's yeah. the thing that happened today. I, I I was I came out of the shower. I think I saw my chest. And it was like, that is a much more flattering profile. Those are transforming from boobs into pecs. Yes. And, and that was uh, it was a little piece of encouragement for me today. That's a good stand to the side and look thing when you're like, all right, my arm's taken up quite a bit of the room <laughs> in the silhouette. And the chest is sticking out further than the belly. And, you know. Yeah. Well, that's that's about all you notice. Really. <laughs> you know, a- sideways silhouette <laughs> or back. I'm I'm like getting great forearm gains. Are you? I don't know what uh, what exactly exercise is doing that. Kettlebells. But I th- I think it's probably just the fact that you're lifting and like balancing shit and doing yeah. whatever. But do you do the, like the that's overhead halo things. Yeah, you, yeah, I do. You think that, that involve your forearms a ton? It definitely does. Cause like I did that for like the first month of working out, mm-hmm. and I think I did it like totally wrong. And then I like watched a YouTube video and it was saying like, you need to keep this thing like so close to your head that it almost feels like you're doing it wrong and your elbows together and all that. And once I like started keeping it like real close to my head, you could tell like how tense it was making your forearms on the front and then on the back, the other side of your arms. But I don't know. I'm I'm really loving it. I'm glad we're all sticking to it. I'm glad Kyle's off the 6,000 calorie a day thing and he's mm-hmm. slimming up, getting I almost back before any of us because you just it, it won't take like much. I uh. I, I just have to take a lot of cardio, a lot more. I almost bought a rowing machine the other day. Uh, I was asking Chiz because he had one for a little while. Those things look fun. And I, I feel like, I don't know, you're, you're in that position where I can get the screen right in front of me. That's what I really like about my, uh, my elliptical is I take my wireless keyboard and fucking glue that bitch on there with some double-sided Velcro shit. And I got my keyboard on my elliptical and I can fucking get my... I can, I can, I can watch my YouTube videos... And watch a little pu- you can uh, type player unknown. at the same time. It's very well. I take my hands off the thing and I right, right. You know. But I mean, I take, make it not elliptical. Like let's say I had a stationary bike, I'm not sure I'd be able to type at the same time. Well, not everyone can perform at these peak <laughs> levels, <laughs> Woody. I, I this is uh, this isn't a day one workout thing where you wrap your, your keyboard with Velcro this is a life, tape. No, no this is a life of effort. I like, do a life, a lifelong passion. Easier to do. It's not that it's an easy workout. It's just that there's very little barrier to entry. Like I just walk over to my southern sunroom. The kettlebells are laid out there. Um, I have my computer there already because it has the, the you know I have the I got a routine off the web, and uh, I listen to a podcast and I don't know it. Get, if I work out for 40 minutes, the whole process takes like 42 minutes. Whereas if you make that hockey, for example, usually there's an hour on either side of it. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole evening of commitment where you're like, well, I got to get to the rink, I got to get dressed, we'll play, I got to get undressed, got to go home, got to shower before I talk to anyone or they won't want to hang out with me. Mm. Yeah, because that I, smell is. The, the easiest workouts for me, because like I would never work out and then not shower. Um, like, 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 I can't do that. That, that's, that's yeah, crazy talk. And I would have hour, liked you I, in high you. school, because <laughs> I hated everybody who worked out. Mm. Not, it's not a workout in gym class, but everybody who would play a game, get sweaty, and then just waltz back into the locker room and throw their clothes on. And it's like you're, you're a disgusting monster. You realize you're about I, to go sit next to all kid. the girls in our grade, right? You're nah, gonna go sit next. 
as a I kid, I don't care. Like, like you're just disgusting. No, 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 this is high 16 school. or 17. I'm saying still, as a 16, 17 year old, you're disgusting. We didn't have showers available to us at that time. So I, 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 I know that my, yeah, it, it wasn't a thing. Nobody showered after a gym uh, that was just taking gym. Nobody did. So everybody was sweaty. And, and you knew. You saw that guy in, in, in shorts in, in uh, literature. And you're like, yeah, you just played volleyball. You didn't care. But uh, we're, we're, how did all this fucking start? Talking about showering at gym. Talking about oh, you yeah, there's no you. way I would ever work out at this per- at this point in my life, or really ever, and not, you know, take a shower without going about my day. So usually, what I do is, as soon as I wake up, I'll try to get in some kind of a workout. It won't be an hour of like multiple sets and and workouts and stuff, but it could, you know, 20 minutes of something. Like I, I might do 30, 30 or 40 push-ups in like two or three sets and then do some squats and do some chin-ups and like get my heart rate going really good and then get in the shower and my day always starts so much better. Like if, yep. if, if I get in the shower and I'm already like breathing hard, like, like I'm like, oh, uh, all right, we're, we're working hard before we even get fucking started. <laughs> <laughs> you can do 30 The more push-ups. I talk to people about uh-huh. gyms and their experience in high school, the more I am le- starting to believe that it is not the norm to be naked in front of your gym coach every single class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because if my gym coach saw me naked and m- myself and all the other gentlemen showering after we played fucking handball or whatever, but everybody yeah. was competitive with all the games and so you got sweaty, but yeah, thinking back on that, that was fucking weird. It, Why was he standing there? Was, well, it wasn't so much that he was weird that he was standing there, but the charts of penis size that he always kept so right. well documented, those disturbed me a little. Right. Yeah, we had, well, like I mean, it just, it just fosters friendly rivalries. And could he not know? have <laughs> just written down notes where the picture's totally required? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. He said he wanted to document this for science or something like that. <laughs> well, we had other topics lined up to talk about. I wanted to talk a little. Well, I figured I, I figured Kyle would care more than oh, me about Daniel it, but Day uh, Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis retiring from acting. Like so that, there's no way movie. that can be true. He'll yeah, come back. Totally. Out. No, he's he, I, I, he's he's weird like that. I, I I really do believe that he would he would quit if he says he's gonna quit. He's he's probably fucking done forever. Um, he, the movie he's got it coming out this year. I remember reading about it and like thinking I wouldn't like it. Like I I do think he's the the greatest actor there's the that that I can think of. But I don't like all of his movies, and, and I don't think I'm gonna like this newest one coming out. I can't think of what it is off the top of my head, but it's like a period piece, and it's some about something they don't care about. I don't know. It, like it, it's one of those things you hear a description, and you're like, wow, I, I will not only relate to that, not at all. It doesn't even sound interesting. It's like, oh yeah, this is about a 17th century gay composer and the struggles he went through. <laughs> He wrote this beautiful sonata about like his love for the baker's boy, who the who and and uh, the baker's boy was found out and castrated and made to be into a monk. And it, you're like, well, that's a crazy fucking story, but I don't want to watch it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's I like I bet I the sisterhood of the traveling pants had a couple interesting scenes, but no thanks. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't. I'm looking at so, this. The way you described it is hilariously accurate to the way that I would read a description of these movies where you're like, well, this seems like a, an interesting tale, but not not actually inter- interesting for someone. It just doesn't it says, interest uh, Phantom, me. It doesn't interest it's called me. Phantom Thread. It says Phantom Thread is an upcoming American drama film set in London's fashion world in the 50s. And so it's like, I mean, I'm sure they did some Pretty interesting accurate. stuff there, but like, I don't. And why go out on a note like this? Like, oh man, you just yeah, did, you, you, were, you were Abraham fucking Lincoln last time and now you're a fashionista? Was Lincoln good? Yeah. I, I really like Lincoln. Taylor thought it, it went long. on too long. Um, um, there what? There's not a lot of it, it. It's it's about Lincoln, you know. It's not so much about the Civil War 
or about anything else that goes around it. All that stuff is happening. They, and then his main thing is to abolish slavery and like, get those votes. And he's got a couple of really powerful scenes. And one of the things about not only about Abraham Lincoln, apparently, is he was a storyteller and, and kind of just went on and on and pontificated in public. And he enjoyed having a crowd of people gathered and he just tell these tales and, and allegories and stuff. And so Daniel Day Lewis does that in the movie. There's even a scene oh, where one of the characters, man. a character in the movie, say his lines are, Oh God, is he gonna if he tells one more story? And he just like storms out of the room. <laughs> and and Lincoln just kind of grins and continues on with his story. Um, but but I like Daniel Day Lewis a lot and I found the historical stuff really interesting and it's I didn't and, it's definitely and they, they, worth a while. But then they, they, they butcher, like you said, they butcher the political process and all of that political intrigue is like, that, that shouldn't go down. That's not how it went down. So it's, it's a little frustrating in that regard. I've been, try, I've been looking for a new show lately. And I remember we talked about John oh. Adams a while back with Paul Giamatti. And so I was like, ah, HBO made this thing. It's a six-parter miniseries about the Revolutionary War, about John Adams. Gotta be killer, right? So I, I press play on this motherfucker and it starts off with some beautifully composed, no, 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 no. And it starts off, first thing that happens is this very pretty, attractive, like, 28-year-old woman gets diagnosed with Revolutionary War-era breast cancer. Mm. Uh, it's a, a tumor of the breasts. And he's, oh, heavens, what must be done? <laughs> I know of no cure but the knife. We must not delay. And it's like, oh, shit. And like, like they don't even cut away to like a pastoral like cut scene to let you know like an evening passed. They don't. But you, you're you're not even introduced to any characters. You meet the doctor, the pretty girl. John Adams is her dad clearly, and her and the wife. There's like ten words spoken, and then her titties out, and they're about to start cutting it off as she's crying. And I was like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> I was in the mood for some happiness. If anything, I wanted some patriot-style revolutionary war action. Mm -hmm. I wanted Mel Gibson mm -hmm. coming out of the fucking woods, knife in one hand, tomahawk in the other, cutting redcoats down, cutting their eyes and tongues out, sending them down the river for the rest to find. Hardcore shit. Instead, I got tears and breast cancer. That's some real life shit. Yeah, so, you gotta storm through. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Nah, that, that was too much. Mm -hmm. I won't start on that fucking note. So I switched to Six Feet Under, a show about Dexter being the gayest man in L.A. <laughs> while, while running a, 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 a funeral home. And I like it, although... It's like, man, you're really hitting me hard with the gay stuff. Like, like you, I, I, It's a central theme, and I'm Doing not a homophobe. There's just a lot of gay stuff. Uh, like, on a, just a lot of it. He gets caught butt-fucking this guy in a parking lot at one point. Dexter does. And he's like, all right, fellas, zip it up. And it's just like, ah, god damn, do you have to butt-fuck him in yeah, the parking lot? And they lot? portray gay people like that in shows. Like, I feel like if I was next to, like, a gay friend of mine, they'd be like, Man, I, I'm gay, and th this guy's real, real fucking gay. Like, I don't <laughs> know, it's not like that. It's like not this. like that. Like, like they, they really delve into gay culture, and it's 2001. So, like, like I mean, it's it, uh. it, I'm watching, and I'm like, yeah, I know what all this stuff means because you know, it's, it's 2017 now, right? But in 2001, it must have been crazy fucking edgy because like all the, the characters are like doing meth and butt fucking each other, and he's like. Uh, he's like calling up the gay sex line. He's like, yeah, I'm six foot one, 180 pounds, a professional boxer. 
And the guy's like, oh, yeah, how big's your cock? He's like, nine and a half inches cut. <laughs> He's just like having this dirty conversation while he jerks off. And there's like 2001-era gay porn on his, on his like bubble screen computer with pop-ups flashing everywhere. <laughs> and, I, and it was just such like a, a flashback, not to the, the, all, all the gay themes, but so the way porn to. used to be. Yeah, yeah, the way porn used to be. So I've been, I'm like two or three seasons into that. Um, it's pretty good. So the, you made the, it two or three seasons into that, but you didn't make it ten minutes into the I, Paul Giamatti I show with, on I can HBO. I deal with Michael C. Clark or whatever his name is, Dexter, butt-fucking guys, for three, four seasons. But like that teary-eyed breast cancer shit is just way too real. And whenever I see an, a period piece where they have like a cancer or like even worse, if it's something that like we understand really well today, like diabetes, and they're unable to treat it or they treat it with ignorance. It's just like this really frustrating moment for modern day me. I can't take myself out of that moment and just be a casual observer. Yeah. I'm like, no, you fools. Just you have and to excise the wound. You, you wash your hands, man. Have you ever seen the Nick? No. It's got Clive Owen in it, and it is exactly what you're describing. It's like very, very turn of the century, early 1900s, and he's a surgeon, and it goes through his process of like being a surgeon. He's like a, a surgeon slash opium addict, which I guess like it, fucking everybody was an opium addict back then. Apparently, if the show mm. is accurate, it, it could be. But yeah. he and like the stuff that they show them doing medically is it's it's the most intense gore I've ever seen in a TV show, and it's like just cutting people's arms off, trying to figure shit out. And it's not at all Dr. House-like. Like, Dr. House will come in and be like, it's lupus. And they're like, yeah, it's not lupus. And he's like, ah, oh, one of these fucking days, one of these days. And then, <laughs> but, like, but then, like, House eventually will come back and be like, all right, dude, you take 60 milligrams of clonazepam twice daily for the next six months. You have a super rare brain worm. And they're like, oh, you figured it out. Like, thank God. And yeah, then, like, and they survived. Taking. They were super the, the brain worms up. They, they actually got the stats of how many people survive in surgeries and shit in this show right, as far as I can tell. Because they'll be like, all right, you know, it's a brand new surgery, doctor. Like, you have to be able to, to clamp this vein or whatever because they didn't know how to clamp arteries and shit. And so they're trying to figure out basic shit. And so, like, they have somebody come in for what today would be, like, an in-and-out thing. And they're, like, trying to, like, dig under flesh, like shaky ah. trying to like grab onto arteries and then the guy will just bleed out and he'll be dead and it, it, everybody in the theater is like oh well no. so, so, my medical, so my medical knowledge is is, uh, is is pretty lax and so so i wonder about this yeah you know, i always see them clamping off those arteries though when they when they when they fucking clip one or a bullet wound or, or whatever and i understand that of course I, I get it but but my question is like at what point do you unclamp it and then what happens like it's a it's an it's an artery right like do you have to re it somehow before it can carry blood safely, you or like, don't you have to like sew it close? back? Yeah, we but think you sew it back together while it's still clamped. Then but remove then the clamp. isn't it like spilling blood here in my thigh when all that blood's meant to be going down to my toes? No, 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 like, like, Kyle, like what, what it's saying is like if you get that cut, that they might have to like crimp the one here and then go into my arm and pull the other one out and then sew them together and then once they're sewed together, remove yeah. the clamp and let the blood go through again. But, so that kind of microsurgery would have been out way out of the the, the skills of someone. Yeah, it's my you know, understanding that people who past. do that vascular surgery are you know the top of the heap in terms of. Uh, well, Jesus Christ, you're fucked. You're fucked oh, in those days yeah. when you get hurt. You see them the, all the time getting just blasted with his musket, like the hero, like Mel Gibson will take two or three and he's mm -hmm. like, ah, put some gunpowder in it. <laughs> yeah, there's stuff like tape. that. In uh, in the Nick, where you watch, like if if you, if that pet peeves you, Kyle, like watching yeah. 
incorrect medical stuff happening, then this show will infuriate you because so much of it is doctors being like, the only way we're going to fix the uh, fucking cholera is if we in, in, inject large amounts of mercury directly into the heart. And yep. people will be like, it's worked on, you know, four people in, in East Asia. We have to give it a shot. Mm -hmm. And they're like, all right, here goes. And some <laughs> guys on the on the table like, oh, maybe, maybe I'm the guy. Uh, uh, and it's like, oh, fuck. Dude, nope, we were talking about sewing veins back together. I have real life experience with this. It's not a vein, but a tendon. Colin chopped the tendon on his foot. This is like two years ago. And we take him to the emergency room and the doctor puts a clamp on the tendon to so that he's like, he wants to be 100% sure that like, that's indeed what's cut. And then he takes the clamp and he's like, look, this is where his toe is cut. I can make his toe go. Woo, woo, woo. And he's, he's working Colin's toes like a marionette, marionette. you know, as, as the different toes are like squeezing it's and fucked. moving and stuff. And it's like, like yeah, that one and that one are going to need some fixing, aren't they? And, um, and they fixed them. Now, I, I, I forget about it. And every so often I see him barefoot and it's like, oh, right. You've got like a legit axe wound on the top of your foot. Like it's Damn. a four inch long hardcore scar. It's otherwise fine. It's not like like it's not foot shaped or anything. You just have That's a scar. Cool scar. See, yeah. but in the next day, they would have given it maybe a minute before <laughs> they were like, well, you know, the oh, last guy who came in got a half quart of mercury injected into his stomach <laughs> and it did not pan out. And so you're just going to be eight toed Colin. How's that sound? <laughs> you know, we, we got the I was at, I'm like, what is the like, what is life like if this doesn't work out right? And he's like, ah, you know, mostly okay since he's got the big toe for balance. But when he puts a shoe on, his toes might like curl in in ways they're not supposed to because yeah, they can get strong. jammed down at the bottom because you can't keep them straight. Yeah, uh, I was like, it's like oh. running and stuff could be hard. I can do that with mine, but mine are weird. I can mm -hmm. like curl my toes and make a fist in my shoe. I can do that. Yeah, unless it's but that's okay. you got somehow. Ah, who knows? Your toes are weird. I will give you that. But I think I, that I, aspect I think of I, them is normal. I think I made a make a better toe fist than perhaps you can. But that's just through practice. Yeah, Kyle makes a pretty good toe. That's a pretty solid toe fist. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, if I punched you with that, you'd know it. I bet Quentin Tarantino, if he were gay, he would oh, he'd love be all you. over me. Mm -hmm. I'd be in all of those fucking movies. Yeah, I can <laughs> guarantee it. I'd just shoehorn you into from dawn till dusk. I'd be in Bigfoot one, two, three, four. Like he'd make a whole fucking series. Of, it'd be a trilogy about. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder how Kyle's feet like rank. Like I feel like a foot Pretty fetish low. is a kink, right? But then there's like the kinky foot fetishes who like the flexible feet, the long-toed feet, the hairy toes. That's oh yeah, I don't see. Yeah, there's there's people who like like everything, right? Everything yeah. gets fetishized eventually. Uh, you know, there 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 are guys who I see all the time, not all the time, but I have mm -hmm. seen. You know, the people who want uh, this the, the 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 when someone's had a hand or a, a leg amputated, they want the stump uh, inserted into them. There, there's a there's this crazy porno I saw, and it's kind of like wow. vintage, mm -hmm. um, and it looks like it's kind of grainy. Uh, but this woman comes into the room. And uh, there's a man lying in bed naked, and uh, she's very pretty. And then she reveals that one of her legs isn't real. She fucking boop, pops off her leg, and she hops on over there. And he's delighted when he sees this. And and it's not too long. Oh, no escape. Yeah. <laughs> 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 going nowhere. She breaks out a, a bit of lard, and she begins lubricating her stump. And it's not long before she is knee deep in the man's asshole. Just, Kyle, just you gets, just said. 
five minutes ago you didn't want to watch past ten minutes of John Adams <laughs> because of a fake medical scene, and now you're describing in great detail a woman lubing up her 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 ruined oh. leg and fucking a man in the ass with it. A, a very glee, gleeful man. And I don't I think my butt could could accommodate a stump. Well, this gen this wasn't this gentleman's well, not, first time in this club. Stump, but I mean, it, uh, it, you, you know, have to work your way up. Yeah, you, yeah. you know, it's gradual I, I just, progression. I mean, maybe I'm not setting my sights oh. high enough. I'm not sure I could ever get past the bad dragon phase in any of this. If, if we're talking about shows that you were looking for, I, I meant to say this earlier, Kyle. I started one recently called The Path. It's got uh, Aaron Paul in it. It's on Hulu. Aaron Paul's uh, the guy from Fish. Jesse from Breaking Bad. Yeah. And it's about a cult. And I find, like, stuff about cults really interesting. Like it's Master. Uh, I have. The Master's a very interesting movie. Um, but it's, it's kind of of that same vein, like a creepy cultish uh movement of people who like believe a bunch of wacko nonsense where at first you know you think hey these people kind of just seem like they're living their life almost like the amish just kind of being weird mm. in their own especially weird way and then you get more and more you know it protracts itself out and you realize oh no no it's a cult it's definitely a cult but Dude. that stuff's interesting as shit i was looking up real cults last night trying to find which ones are like still present in the u.s and it I'm gonna. We're, we can talk more about all that on PK, because I want to find more shit about cults. If that is interesting <laughs> to you guys at all, I think it's I super think so. interesting. I did you guys see the end of Better Call Saul? Uh, uh-uh, no. You guys aren't watching Better Call Saul. Uh, we absolutely are. I just haven't seen. The, I, like, yeah, I haven't seen the last episode. episode. No spoilers. Yeah, but, yeah. I don't want to hear yeah, anything about you know, that. So just, I won't spoil anything. But here's what I'm gonna say. Sometimes I think to myself, what can I say that wouldn't be a spoiler? You know what? Let's not play with fire. Let's not. Not much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's not play <laughs> yeah. with fire. You know, should I say intuitive. I enjoyed it or didn't enjoy it or got it? You know what? Any of those things could be giveaways. So let's wait and and discuss it after you've seen it. That is a surefire way not to spoil it for you. Yes, because I will probably end up watching that later on tonight. Okay. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch it and later tonight. So the Fargo last one's not out yet. Oh, uh, I can't wait for that. That's yeah. tomorrow, I think. I watched Veep in Silicon Valley, but I feel like. They weren't the yeah. They all they each have one more episode. No, Silicon Valley is the porn. Spin. I was gonna say I would much <laughs> rather watch Silicon Valley. Yeah, now because Silicon, Silicon Valley. Yeah, yeah, because like 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 uh, transistors and, and computer chips. Silicon is breast implants. I did not even realize they were different materials. Yep. Yeah, think of how many transistors we'd be just root wasting in, in women's hey, breasts. Yo, your computer be all gooey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'd be bags. You, of, they'd be bags of sand. This is like, baffling it's me. Are you positive they're different materials? I'm positive. They're yeah. spelled completely different. Well, not, there's an are E on one and on the other. Yeah, yeah silicon and silicone. S-I-L. Uh, uh, well, yeah. S-I-L-I-C-O-N-E. No, e on the end one does through my whole life? I knew that there were two pronunciations, but I thought it was kind of tomato-tomato. <laughs> yeah, know? but like you've never worked in an industry where anybody said like silicon or... Yeah, it's not like you've ever worked in the computer industry right. or anything but technology I, or... or um... Even more so, if he did work in it, I'm sure he was a low-level guy. He probably didn't progress to like a super high-level guy in the most nah, high <laughs> in the world at the time. I mean, that I wonder probably. who one of the leading <laughs> manufacturers of, of silicon-based products were around that time. I probably wonder, Cisco. I wonder how many times... <laughs> I've embarrassed myself in meetings and such. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, like, They're all like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like I, I think I say silicone or silicon. I don't even know which one I would have said. Like, it could very well be that I, I presented in front of hundreds of people talking about boobs and not knowing. God it. damn. Did uh, they ever do that in like boardrooms where they're like, 
like there was a meeting that you didn't have anything to do with, but they'd be like, uh, Woody, could you come in real quick? We just need you to explain to the, <laughs> we need you, we need you to explain <laughs> to the new perspective marketing team what, uh, how, how, uh, how computer chips work. Like, and then you go in there and you go, <laughs> well, I you don't know why me, but all right, here we Keeping pile of silicone, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Harvest it from anywhere. Yeah, yeah Silicon Valley is definitely a porno. Mm. But yeah, well, Silicon Valley really dropped off. From- I, you know what? Like all winter long, I was kind of disappointed that there were no sh- shows to watch. And then it turns out, like the ten weeks around May, all the good stuff exists. And soon we'll be in July, which has uh, Game of Thrones. Yep. Yep. I I, uh, I have never watched uh, Silicon Valley, but I have watched clips on YouTube of the Asian character, like June something or another, whatever his name is. And I find those fucking hilarious. He's like, I, I really like the, uh, he's got this TV interview he does. He's like, oh, yes, he, he very stupid man. He bad investor. And now he a poor. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I very rich. He's like, I give it away because I'm very rich. Yes, I'm <laughs> Dude, very rich. They're, every character in Silicon Valley is, uh, oh my god, I'm so retarded, I apologize. Every character in Silicon Valley is awesome to watch. You've probably seen the one where, his name T.J. Miller, like, threatens those kids to get Adderall. Do you know this? Oh. Yep. Yeah. There's, a, there's a programmer, the programmer is being ineffective because he doesn't have his Adderall, so T.J. Miller's character, who's like a tough guy, goes outside and shakes down, like, 11-year-olds for their Adderall. <laughs> wow. They're on their bicycles, and That's he's like, good. listen, motherfucker! It, it's I, Great. So th- so far, everything I've seen is is around that Asian character, that Chinese character. He's like, he comes up with this new Damn. app idea, and they have the big meeting, and all the investors are sitting there, and he's like, "My idea: eight different ways to prepare octopus." <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, "What?" They're they're like, "Do you mean it's like an app where like you take a picture of the food and it tells you what it is?" And the white guy's like, "Yes, that's exactly what it is." Like, no, no, octopus recipe. He's like. Ah. And he, I'm gonna speak to him in Chinese now. Hang on. He goes, "On pong cow, he to hole." And he goes, "That is not Chinese." He's, like, oh, he's such a stickler for the pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a completely railroad him out of this meeting because he's got all these people in there for his mother's eight best octopus recipes for an app. <laughs> Dude, I, I I'm gonna spoil it a little bit, but this, the way that storyline goes is, of course, he convinces him to make to change the app seafood to be about seeing food. It's gonna be like Pandora. But the only thing it's good at is recognizing whether something is or isn't a hot dog, right? <laughs> it, you know, so it's a binary outcome, whether it's a hot dog or not a hot dog. T.J. Miller at one point hot takes dog. a picture of his dick. It registers as a hot dog. They make like hundreds of millions off of it because Snapchat has a, a dick pic problem. And with this technology, they can identify whether or not something is a dick. And, <laughs> you know, and that's or where he gets off. It's... I don't know. The, the, it's a, the writers on it are very funny. TJ yeah, he's up since his last season. It, yeah, he's, he's done. He's off the show. Yeah, if and he's done, I'm done. I don't care. That's I don't, I don't watch sure. the show. We'll see. I, watch I heard that his Black comedy special sucked. Um, yeah, I, I tried watching some of his comedy, like a stand-up on YouTube. Oh, this was like a couple years ago, just trying to get a feel for him because I thought he was funny in the first couple seasons of the show. And uh, it, should, it just, I don't know, wasn't very good. It seems Not like my. He, what I was reading, I didn't see the latest special, was they felt like he did really well in the like context of a show. He's super funny. He kills his roles, etc. But to just go up and do stand-up solo, apparently not his cup of tea. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely different things. I, I, I want him to do well. 
You know, like I, I like the guy, so I hope that his career doesn't yeah. end with this leaving Sil- Silicon Valley. Yep. Maybe if his career does go poorly, he'll end up on Silicon Valley. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Ho, ho. Well, that's at least five years away. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> PKN one forty nine. PKN one forty nine. Awesome. 